It's a good show. <laughs> A little puppy on the back of my bicycle Watching that poo-poo trickle Spreading that brown all over your downtown Giving that poo-poo smell to where you live Here, 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 here Everybody did something they wish they did do but not everybody did the thing they wish they had done did. Make your regrets be about things related to politeness, not things related to personal desire to succeed. Feel, 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 feel. I tell you what, I love. I love making echo on echo with my voice. It's such a fun thing. It's like, hey man, it's like putting you know, this is old joke that happened to happen on Conan years ago. Andy did practical jokes on inanimate objects. And he put a fan in a freezer, and that fan was like, what am I doing in a freezer? It's already cold here. I'm a fan. And all the other things were in on the joke. So he didn't know. It's like, why am I, why am I in a freezer? I'm a fan. Why would I be in a freezer? And that was the joke, man. So I thought, so I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought, I sell it um nada top book was 9500 mm-hmm. so i asked 9500 
The first guy that came out, on, I put it on Craigslist. First guy that came out, looked it over, took it for a drive and everything, sat down with his wife, talked. They came out of the car with $8,000 cash. Oh, wow. $8,000 of $100 bills. Is it, would this be enough? <laughs> now, I thought anything over seven would be a fine Pemberton here on Starburns Audio, home of the brave. Actually, that's a different thing altogether. Home of the brave is, um, well, it's a podcast by uh, the wonderful Scott Carrier. If you haven't checked that out, it's currently, currently home of the brave is on a break. So you can check it all of his wonderful back, back episodes. Amazing journalist, Scott Carrier. Not sure why I'm talking about this right now. I just happened to think about it. So I'm, I'm telling you about it. Um, Hey, right now I'm currently in Denver, Colorado. What a cool place this is. But you know what's crazy about this fucking place? Evidently, it gets like 300 days of sunshine a year. This place is the goddamn high desert. If you got dry hands, they're going to be dry. You got dry skin, it's going to stay even drier. You got any sort of dryness issue, you're going to get baked and slaked. Okay, like a rope made of cakes. Not good cake, like dry cake, like shit cake. Okay, that's the last stuff. That's the sound of me breathing. I want to let you know that I'm, um, if you're listening to this right now, you probably already know this, but I'm on tour. I will spare you all the details because I think you've already known it. But if you're a first-time listener, check back the previous episodes. But here I'll say this. Um, starting off, I'm in Denver right now. We're doing a show on Sunday, June 3rd. You may be listening to this after that, but that's okay. That's uh, Josh Fabe and I doing Kiss My Ass. And then I'll be in Boston on the 6th of June at Tavern 730. Then I'll be in New York City on Friday at Union Hall. Uh, Philadelphia on Saturday. And then I'll be in Washington, D.C. on Sunday. Monday, I will be in Norfolk, Virginia. Tuesday, I'll be in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. And then Wednesday, I'll be in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, so check those out. If you live in, live in any of those pl- If you live in any of those places... If you fucking live in any of those places, go ahead and go. If you live near any of those places, definitely go. Make a fucking round trip up it and just go. Just go. Okay. Pretty sweet. Pretty neat. Uh, chicken beak. Feet heat. Uh, <laughs> that's happening. Make sure you uh, check out the album. It's available on iTunes and Spotify. It's called Recorded for Quality Assurance by Johnny Pemberton. I'd love for you to listen to it. You're going to love it. You're going to have a great time listening to it. It's a real do, fun blaster. It's a splash. It's a, it's, the original artist was called Splash Mouth, but we've got, we got a decent assist. No, so, no, you know, life is what, what you do of it. Uh, check all that stuff out. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't on whatever source way you get the podcast that the big thing is you got to know that the only way the only way you can support this podcast that you listen to for free every goddamn week for many years now high quality super uh novelty 
interesting, fun, funky, sideways podcast. It really blows all the air ones out of the water. It doesn't really blow them all out of the water. Here's what I'll say about this podcast, and it's you know it's true. It doesn't blow the other podcasts out of the water. It's in a different lake altogether. It's just in it. We're in a different space. If you're here right now, if you're here on a regular basis, you know this is just a different space. We're in an alpine lake. Okay, everyone else is down in like lake, lake fucking pissy pissy pump pump, pump house or um, lake. What's that? Lake Havasu. Everyone else is down in Lake Havasu. Do whatever they do. Nothing wrong with being in Lake Havasu. A lot of great times. But you know, it's just that thing where it's like, oh, we're just down here. And they don't even know what they're missing. And you know what oh. you're not missing because you're not missing it. What am I missing? Go up in this lake. So the only way to support that is to go to patreon.com slash live the tape. There's multiple different levels to take advantage of. Uh, I've got a lot of things on there. But, you know, at the bare minimum, it's not about getting those things. It's about supporting this product that you already have been getting. You've already been fucking getting it, idiot, okay? You're not an idiot, but it feels good to say that. You've already been getting it. So ask not what your podcast can do for you. Ask what you can do for your podcast, and that is by going to patreon.com slash live to tape and pledging your support. As a lifetime member, I will connect with you on a level that others do not get connected with. I promise you that. We've only got a few of you out there, and those of you who have pledged lifetime support, hit me up. I'll, uh, I may have forgotten. I forget. I forget. Oh, man, well, I'll tell you this, okay? I'm, I'm forgetful in a weird way. I'm forgetful, like, absent-minded forgetful. I remember stuff that's cool, like seeing a baby hawk learning to fly or, like, fucking seeing cool birds or plants that smell really good with flowers that I've never seen before. I remember that shit, like, hard. It's like fucking, it's in the lockbox. But some stuff, like little things, I forget that are involve interfacing with the computer or some sort of thing like that. Interfacing with technology, a lot of times I'll forget about things unless I'm listening to a certain song or a podcast at the time, which cases that's a whole other thing. You know, has it ever happened to you where like you listen to some podcast or listen to like a song while doing some activity and then whenever you do that ever again, or about eighty percent of the time, whenever you do that activity or that thing again, you think about that thing you're thinking about when you're listening to that thing you're listening to. And I'm like, oh fuck, now I've got like a sense memory associated with the most mundane task. Like Trying to tie my shoes or making a smoothie or um, tying up some uh, shade cloth on the garden, you know? Ugh. God, I hate that. I hate it and I love it because it's a thing where if I didn't have that, you know, I would be... You got to have a little bit of that. But either way, uh, yeah, I'm trying to say is that if you're a lifetime supporter, um, maybe I didn't get it in my memory enough to, to come, and, come and tell you how much I love you. So patreon.com slash live to tape. I was thinking about this, too, is that I've been late to things recently because I can't decide if I should put on the shoes with shoelaces, which implies between sitting down, untying the laces, putting the shoe, the foot in the shoe, then lacing it up, or doing a slip-on shoe that maybe I don't really want to wear that slip-on shoe. And also, it's kind of, slip-on shoes aren't as easy. I'm not talking like a slip-on, like no hand slip-on. I'm talking about like a, like a hand has to, your hand has to help it slip on. So if I do that, both of those things take time. But the time that's taking the most is me deciding which time to take. Isn't that ironic? But also, what isn't ironic, right? (laughs) 
Okay, I want you to enjoy this super great, really fun, cool podcast with Dustin Ibarra. Uh, he's a wonderful comedian, beautiful, wonderful, uh, kind man, super funny, and all these things. He's all those words. I, I, I'm not going to belabor the point by saying things. Why do that when I can just let you... Why talk about the soup when I can just serve it? Uh-huh. teeth in your mouth too that's even better what a great combination you have your teeth and your mouth wow what a lucky great place to be in life having the teeth in the mouth that they're yours and no one else's so even though you've got that you probably don't brush your teeth for a full two minutes like you're supposed to or change your brush head on time so you have that thing that looks like it's a tool to remove something from tile grout. What's it called? Uh, mildew from tile grout? That's not what your toothbrush is supposed to look like. It's supposed to look nice and, and good and straight, not all bent and scraggly like, like you know what, okay? So with Quip, you don't have to do that. They've designed the perfect electric toothbrush. It's not too big, not too small. It really is like this, this Goldilocks thing. No joke, okay? <laughs> Why would I be joking about that anyways? For, what you should just do is go to getquip.com slash tape right now and you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electronic toothbrush. What is a refill pack? Okay, what the whole deal is with this toothbrush is they send you every three months a new brush head. So you never have to worry about replacing it. You don't have to even think about replacing it because it comes to you, gets delivered to you on time. And also with the Quip toothbrush, it vibrates at intervals to remind you uh, how, your progress and it does the thing at the end like, okay, you did two minutes, congratulations. So it, it does all this stuff for you. You don't have to even think about it. That's getquip.com slash tape, and you get the first refill pack free, okay? Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash tape right now, you'll get the first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash tape, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash tape. Teeth. Head. Mouth. Quip. Getquip.com slash tape. That's that's the keeper. Okay. Uh, let's get started for real. Yeah. Now we're getting started for real. Can you hear yourself? Yeah. Can you hear yourself? Yeah. There we are. There this we dusty. are. There's my vocal cords. Hey, we've started, everybody. We started. Guest is here. There you go. Yeah. I was to do that. You're 
listening to Live to Tape on the Starburns Audio Podcast label. My guest today is Dustin Ibarra. That's spelled Y-B-A-R-R-A. Dustin is spelled D-U-Y-J-L-Q-R-S-T-L-N-C-F-Q-D-R-M-Q-P-Z. 11 1 7 2 B F Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it's Polish. Oh, it's Polish. Dustin is Polish. Thanks for being here, man. That Thanks, was man. that was the introduction to the that was the second introduction just now to the show. That got me pumped up. Did man. it, dude? Yeah. You know, I got pumped up earlier today because I heard. You know how do you get more pumped up when you hear a song on the radio than if you play it yourself? Um. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Isn't there something about that? I heard because well, it's a surprise. It's a surprise, and it's also like you're not alone. You know no. What I mean? Yeah. Oh, dude, have you ever rolled up next to someone and they're listening to the radio station? Oh, yeah. It doesn't happen that much It doesn't anymore. happen, not anymore. No, no. Now it's like a fucking dead phenomenon. Yeah, you listen basically. to a fucking podcast over there, loser? Turn on 97.9, <laughs> motherfucker. What's 97.9? I, I don't know. It's the beat oh. in Dallas. Really? Yeah. That's where you're from? Yes. Uh, Dallas, where you're from? Correct. That was, we, listeners, we worked that out. We were like, hey, can, mm. hey, Dustin, could you mention the radio, radio station from where you're from? So that way I don't have to ask you, hey, so where are you from again? Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice segue. I heard, I heard Enter Sandman uh, my way. Oh, that's a good one. Oh. That is a classic, bro. That's one of those songs where I just can't believe, like, they're not doing anything at the beginning. But it's just, you're just ready to just go. Just that. Bah, da, 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 da. Oh, dude, I love that shit. I remember in school, I, I was trying to learn how to play the guitar, but I sucked. Right. But all I knew was that. And I remember in class, we had to do a, like something on thermal energy right? and how it works. And I were like, like, oh, Sandman works on thermal energy. Oh, yeah, dude. I was like, <laughs> thermal energy. You made thermal- up a song to enter oh, Sandman? Yeah, dude, yeah. dude, should I play the, play the back track and you can sing thermal energy? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, let's see. Let let's me, see if Metallica will allow us to do this. How does it go? Oh, think, just think about it for a second while I, pu- while I pull up this file. Enter Sandman. I got one verse. You I'm got trying it? to think of the others. Maybe I could okay, we'll improv just improv something. It. But it's like uh, thermal energy, thermal energy. It doesn't cost much money. Thermal <laughs> energy, thermal energy, thermal energy. It doesn't cost much money. Thermal. Is that all it is? Yeah, I was just—I never learned how to play the next part oh, after so, but, this. But those are all the lyrics are it's just thermal energy. Yeah, there was some other stuff right? about how what was it? Because thermal energy—it helps. What does thermal energy do? I it's, think it's just—it's uh, free. Yeah, it's free. It doesn't cost much money. I right. was, that was my main verse. That was the—that was the hook, if you will. Really? That so was, was that the part that it's like? Thermal energy, thermal energy. I didn't get this far. Thermal but energy doesn't cost much money. Thermal energy, thermal energy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's the part when the fucking tank rounds the yeah. corner, levels the village. Oh man. Oh yeah. Metallica's all about war, right? I feel like it is. I don't know. Something. I was thinking about this recently because I like. I'm kind, Are you a, are you like a metal person or no? 
Um, not too much. Not too much. You didn't yeah. like grow up with it or anything? No, not as far. Not like deep stuff. Like yeah. just what my my brother would like listen to, like Metallica. Older brother. Some, uh, yeah. That's the older brothers are always metal. metal totally. Yeah. What is up with that's so funny? Every I don't know. I didn't brother. have an older brother, so it's like a thing where I had to find. I kind of found metal late. Like kind of, I got into Pantera like two years ago. I got, actually got into Pantera like a week before Phil Anselmo did that stupid thing where he seeked Heil at some sort of a rock convention, and he said White Power. He's the lead singer for Pantera. He's a fucking great singer. Oh, he said White Power. He That's did, crazy. and he tried to play it off later as he was. They were all drinking white wine that day, <laughs> and he was. A, it was a joke. Yeah. And I almost think that maybe he's dumb enough to be. That was a joke to him, but he just didn't get that. Dude, you just, you just. That's one of the few things you just can't do it ironically. Yeah. It doesn't work Dude, to anybody. Especially, yeah, you look like that too. Yeah, you look, you, like, know, you look yeah, like cowboys from hell, man. Right. Like, it's just that thing where, oh, it just was the saddest day because I just ordered a Pantera sticker for my car because I was so into them. Uh, and I'm like, now I can't rep them. I just can't. It was just him. It wasn't uh, Vinnie yeah, Paul. But know. it's like I just can't unknow it. That's like, shit, I still listen yeah. to the shit out of them. They're so fucking great, but... I know. I just ordered a Morgan Freeman sticker the other day, <laughs> and I'm pretty For disappointed. For your car? Yeah. I'm was pretty... it just, like, his head, or was it, like, a quote of his? Just his head, yeah. And was I... it one of his famous quotes, like, are you wearing underwear today? <laughs> they had those. I should have got one of those. Oh, my God. That would be a funny bumper sticker. Morgan Freeman's face <laughs> was a thing that says, are you wearing underwear, That's sweetheart? Not... <laughs> Bro, that's the new Calvin pissing on the Ford uh, yeah. logo, man. Oh, so it's like it's uh, Morgan Freeman asking a question to Ford, saying, "Are mm. you wearing underwear, sweetheart?" Let me check. Yeah, let me check. So, what's going on? Did he like? Because it was. I don't know. I I just learned this from my girlfriend. She told me yeah. this morning that um, she was he was pulling out like he was lifting up the skirts or something on set. I think he did that definitely once. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where he's a he's kind of a pervy old man. Yeah, he looks like a pervy old yeah. dude. I don't know. I don't, I, it's one of those things where when it's, now when it comes out, one of these things comes out, I just am like, I will wait to find out not through my finding out because I just – because I know that stuff has to settle first. It has to kind of like – you know, just there's like a, like a cloud of dust initially. And I feel is, like it has, yeah. takes a little time for it to – whatever sort of – whatever kind of truth is there. Yeah. And also, they, I just don't give a shit. Yeah. It won't like, affect your uh, whenever you're watching Planet Earth. Yeah, it's just too much information. It's like I feel like it's an information overload. Where yeah. obviously the people involved have to deal with that, but I don't need to be involved in that shit. No, I just don't. I'm just tired of. I guess until I, it comes and gets you. Yeah. Until they're like, oh, so Johnny, what do you think about Morgan Freeman? Uh, this is what I'd say. Huh? Uh, who are you talking about? Oh man! And then it cuts back to the TMZ people. Did he just say? Does he, do you know who is that? What? Oh, oh, more, oh, Morgan Freeman. Wait, he's the actor, right? Yeah, I love him. I love his work. Oh, so you love uh, lifting up women's skirts? What do you mean? Without no. their permission? Oh, no. What, well, he what's... loves to do that. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Oh, I'm you sorry. didn't hear what she they said? They just called my order. Thank you so much. I love your show. <laughs> That's fast service. Service for Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sonic, baby. I love Sonic. Sonic's the best. Cherry Limeade. Wow, dude, that's some nostalgia right there. As soon as you said that, a flood of memories came back. That's Texas shit. That's like my first, um, That I remember that's kind of my first treat. 
You really? know that I cherry remember limeade? as a kid. If I, yeah, cherry limeade. Because you grew up in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, but all around San Antonio, or all around uh, Texas. I was in. I was born in San Antonio and didn't. Also like, known as San Antonio. San Antonio, yeah. Man. Or old San Antonio. Old San Antonio. Yeah. San Antonio Rose, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I lived in like Austin, but Dallas is where I. Uh, That's did where you high claim. school. Yeah. yeah, high school's where you're from, right? I think so. Right. I think so. I moved around a lot as a kid. Yeah. Had a couple of stepdads. Had really? a few, uh, yeah. What do you th- was that, did that suck? Um, yeah. But I think, you know what? I should have been better, too. What do you I, mean? Like, should have been, like, more... A better kid. Accepting? Yeah, but it's like, um... You're a kid. You are. You're it's a kid, so you're you. like an asshole, and you're like... But, you know, you're just kind of like, ah, I'm kind of a dick. I should clean my room. But instead, you're like, why are you telling me? You're not my dick. Who the fuck are-? You know, it's like yeah. one of those things. It's like, okay, don't be a slob, Dustin. Because why you're a comedian? Um, yeah, I th- it's weird. Isn't that funny? That is weird. You start like seeing things, and you're like, oh man, yeah, that's kind of fit the profile a little bit. Yeah, it's know? like such a thing. It's such like a, it's almost like uh, it's so prevalent in comedy. It's not even. It's not, it's not even. It's like, oh really? Wow. It's like. I can't even think of an analogy for it. Oh, dude, I expect all the time, like some kind of like issue, like yeah, one of the parents is gone or something. Or it's something like having a like dog at the dog up. park. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's got one. Yeah, everyone at the dog park has a dog. Mm-hmm. Every comedian has probably some sort of a father who's not there, or some sort <laughs> yeah. of weird father. Some weird thing. Maybe overly supportive dad. Yeah. There's probably a couple of success stories of that. My dad was just, oh, God, he was just so good. Just on my ass. Every, yeah. you got to write these jokes because I couldn't get them out in time. <laughs> That'd be weird. He drove me to stand-up clubs. Didn't Jim Carrey's dad, his dad was a, his dad was like a failed actor, right? Was he? I think he was a. I could I could see um, actor, or maybe filled comic, or maybe a little bit of both. I would do that. Maybe I've 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 heard of people doing that, like in towns, like a comic who's like there, mm-hmm. not that funny, but has a kid, and then kind of puts him up on stage. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like really young. Oh like, <laughs> yeah, like, like there's something like that in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like maybe around that age. Yeah. Oh, it seems like it's kind of terrifying and bad. That is pretty crazy, huh? But maybe it's the best. I wish. What time? When did you start doing stand up? I started like 17. You did? Yeah. This is in Dallas? Uh huh. Damn. Yeah, man. 17. So what got you into that? I was just, you know what was weird? I was doing a lot of um, like acting in high school and stuff, and I would just like, I would have my guitar and I would play songs like that, like the thermal right? energy thing. That thermal was a little energy. precursor to it. Yeah. But yeah, and then I would just like, I, yeah, and I would just write parody songs mm-hmm. and do those. And um, last comic standing auditions were in town. Oh, really? Yeah, and I remember thinking, what I'm year like, is oh, this? stand up comedy. When was this? This was the. F- I remember I was too young to do it, so I was, I was upset. I was like, man, what the hell? I went in and I waited in line all day, and they were like, hey. This is the kid. memory sound, by the way. Yeah, this is a good memory sound. Yeah. You gotta be 18, kid. You didn't lie. But mister, I'm just a, I'm just wanting to be a comedian. But, but, but mister, I got talent. <laughs> oh yeah? You see that guy over there? He's got talent. That's a broom, sir. Well, he's got more talent than you. I thought you were gonna say I was a bum. Oh, bum. <laughs> That's a bum, sir. <laughs> see that guy over there? That's Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> you see that? You see that guy over there? That's Hank Williams the fourth. Most talented guy in Dallas. Look at him. He's a drunk. He's a drunk. He's a fucking drunk. But you couldn't get in. You couldn't do it. 
No, I get it, but it's good because I did yeah. it one year and I oh my god, I did so bad. They used me on the clip. Really? What was it? This what were you was doing? so bad. Oh my god, bro! I was like, how old were you? Twenty. Okay. Yeah, twenty or nineteen. One of those, and I oh my dude, I had, still in Dallas. Yeah, but I drove to San Antonio mm-hmm. to audition. Right. And uh, I remember they. <laughs> Oh man, I'm like I'm going to my job and uh, where are you working? At this comedy defensive driving place. Are you serious? Yeah. You taught the the comedy. Yeah, I taught. Holy shit! Yeah, I taught comedy defensive driving. So you were doing stand up for like two years at this point. Um, maybe three years. Yeah. And, and you got a job doing. Yeah, comedy defensive driving, that's but fucking I was funny. working in the office at this point. Um, Is that an upgrade? No, because I just, you could do both, because the classes were only like, uh, they were like six hours, you do them in the evening. It seems like the office would be an upgrade. It was like, uh, not really. Like, you you're so funny, you don't have to be funny anymore. No, because at the, at the, oh man, the teaching offensive driving, that's my fallback plan, bro. You would like go to like a Joe's Crab Shack or some shit. And Dude, like... I know nothing of this. I'll, when you just said it just now, it reminded me that this exists, because I remember I got a ticket, one of those tickets where you can work it off or have to go to a class thing. Yeah. And one of the options was the comedy thing. And I, all I could think was, absolutely not. I will not do this so under any circumstances. Yes. I would sooner, like I would pay double, I'll pay double the fine not to go to the comedy driving school. Yeah. I was like pretty, it's, it's pretty miserable. And because you're not up there telling jokes, you know, and you you have to do the material, and it's just it's just this fucking material awful. is written. Yeah, you got to do all this material because you got oh, this binder shit. of like things that you have to cover, and there will be like secret people in there uh-huh. that are like from the government just to see if you do all your time. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, that's the worst job ever. It was the guy who has to sit through the driving class to make sure you hit all the fucking points. Oh, that's that's got to be tough. That's hell. But I've let, you know, you sometimes people have let them out early, you know, right. in a six-hour class. you got to fill people out to make sure they're cool. You know what I'm saying? you got to be like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Hey, man. It'd be crazy if we got out of here an hour early, you know? And as long as no one's like, I don't know about that. Yeah, and I think they have to, I remember, I remember like, if you asked them, they had to say, it's like a cop. Really? You're like, hey, are you, um, a, uh, what do they call them? You QC? Are you, are you government QC, bro? <laughs> yeah, they have to be like, yeah, man, I am. Okay, well, looks like we're doing the whole six hours Jesus. then. Yeah. That's crazy. But so how does that work, though? I, I don't get how does the... So you teach the class. Yeah, I teach the class, and then they get a little driving certificate thing. And then I tell them afterwards. I would be like, and if you want to... I'll do a little stand-up after the class. And would you I, do it? Yeah, I would do it. Like, what, five minutes at the end? Yeah, and sometimes people would leave because I'm like, you can leave. And they would just get up and go. Like, get up during your set? Uh, no, right before. They okay. would just take off. At least they wouldn't get up during, right? Yeah, that's that's respect. Do you remember any of that stuff? Um, The material or yeah, something? Material. Yeah, probably. Can you? I can't. Do some? Um, The material I would do. Do it was you just, want to do some? No, it was like early stand-up stuff. Okay. It was it was just shitty, shitty shit. What is that even like? I can't. I can think back to my stuff, but some of my early stuff, it's stuff where I'm like, oh wow, I can't believe I thought of something so good. <laughs> and otherwise, it's either that, or it's um, not so much so good, but I had the balls, I had the balls to do something that weird or like. Like the balls, th- yeah. yeah. Balls are something I'm like, always like, whoa, okay. Rest of my 
balls, the, the balls of not knowing. You know what I mean? There's yeah. That. There's always the balls of not knowing, which is the best. Balls, yeah, dude. That's I do. I dude, I'm so like less ballsy than yeah, I used to too. be. Yeah, me too. Doesn't that suck, man? It does, but I guess it's just the natural evolution of things, right? Is you just yeah. You, is it you is get it older? That, and sometimes I'm like, man, I don't want to be an asshole or something. Like I don't. Like you I'll be waste like someone's time. Is that yes. the thing you think about, dude? Like, um, I remember is like younger. I would fuck around at Walmart or something. Uh-huh. Or like, like if the intercom's there, just grab and be like, oh, penis, or yeah. just grab the thing. And now it's like I would never do that in a million. Like I've been doing it a little bit more lately because I'll do it when I'm out with Britt, my girlfriend. I will try to be goofy. Try to embarrass her. Oh, does she hate it? She hates it and loves it. It's, it okay. just sort of depends on the situation, and sort of like. The degree with which I do it. Also, if I get high um, and I'm out, it's just, it's fucking nuts. Uh, I will talk to every old lady and like, tell <laughs> yeah. her all kinds of crazy bullshit and just like do anything like that. My girlfriend hates it and hates it. She does, but she yeah. can't hate it. She probably loves it. Whenever I am, no, no. She's very like, don't draw attention. Don't draw attention to us? Yeah. What if you like, do you ever like lie, <clears throat> give like a fake name or anything like that kind of shit? Um... No, that's 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 I got to do that though. That would be a fun one to sneak in. Yeah, I think Ta- the, table for Ronnie. Well, yeah, that's you, me. What do you say when you're traveling when the the rental car guys talk to you? Because oh. those people always ask you stuff that you're not. Because it takes so it takes long to fill that stuff out. Oh, right? they do bullshit. Hey, um, so what are you town for? Um, I'm in town to fucking suck my own dick. Um, <laughs> I don't say that. I usually say I'm a dancer, but what do you? Well, did you ever say anything like weird like that? I just try to be tired. I try to be like so tired. Like yes. even if I'm not tired, I try to act like I'm like, oh, I just got off of a seven-hour flight from somewhere. Uh, uh, yeah, like falling uh, over. Sometimes if I really want to asshole it up, I'll put my uh, sunglasses on. Really? Yeah. You do a lot of traveling, though, don't you? A little bit. You man. do a pretty significant amount of traveling, more than I do for comedy. A little bit. I'm not doing so. as much right now, but I'm going to start back up again. But you perform at colleges and clubs around the country. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. Clubs and colleges. Clubs and colleges. That's every intro. Every intro is clubs and colleges around the country. This guy, clubs and colleges around the country. This guy is a clubs and colleges around the country kind of guy. Yeah, this is actually a club and a country going up next. Hi, this is a college club. Yeah, this is a country. This is a guy. This is a college and country across the across the clubs. Across, we're going across the clubs country to do colleges in your fucking face to make you eat marshmallows and suck up daddy's base. Yep, it's a good thing. It's a great thing. Do you have some uh, music you want to talk about, Dustin? Because uh, that's what, I want to get to that piece of the podcast here. Oh yeah, that's a great piece of the podcast. And my computer is having a, a problem right now. Oh, it's not loading because we can't get internet in here for some fucking godforsaken reason. Oh, you can't. But get we can use the phone though. We can use our phones. Oh, okay. play it off using the uh, the special phone thing. Uh, dumb, um, okay. Uh, oh, yes. I'm gonna, we're going to take a we're going to take a micro break. Just, we're going to take a micro technical break. The listeners, you won't hear it because it's going to be edited out using special technology. Oh, so this is just for us? No, well, right in about when I call it out, I'm about to go. Okay, two, nine, six. <laughs> Go ahead, make a sound. Hey. And we're back. 
We're back with Gust, Gustin. Gustin. I, 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 I do spoonerisms so often, like it's like this bad reflex I have. Yeah. A lot of times I will spoonerize someone's name without even trying. What do you mean a spoonerism? Like my like Pawnee Jemberton. That's oh. a spoonerism. If you oh. say like, um, oh man, I've got to go to the store and get some chapstick. My chips are so lapped. Oh, okay. That's a spoonerism because it's like this old linguist named James Spooner or something. Yeah. He sort of coined it. It's just like a, when your brain inverts the first syllables of two words. That's a, yeah. it's called a spoonerism. But something about the spoonerisms to me are like addictive. Like the idea that you can kind of like if you do it right, you can spoonerize something indefinitely. You can kind of be like make a mistake like um I made a mistake. Those are two Ms. What if I said um, um. uh welcome uh Austin Dibara. A welcome. I'm trying to think. I can't do it right welcome now. Welcome home, like like Helcom Wom. Helcom Wom. Okay. But then, if you try to correct it, you can kind of spoonerize your correction, and then you kind of end up finding new words Helcom out of Wom, that Helcom whole Wom. thing. Hey, uh, hey, man, Helcom Wom. Boom. I mean, uh, you're you're doing you're you're fooling dying. You're you're doing. I'm I'm mine. It's not mine. He's uh, <laughs> yes. he's got a he's uh, that kind of thing. I like that. That's kind of like uh, scat. You know. Yeah. Scat. Oh, there's also there's this thing before scat. This guy. Um, maybe I'll play that after you play your thing because it made me think about it. Okay. I just thought of, I just thought of a song because that's the how it kind of like to do it. You know, it's like we talk about something and then we're just like, hey man. Hey man, that reminds me of the time that I had too many margaritas. Oh yeah, man. That was a crazy Buffett concert. Oh yeah. Uh, one for the ages. Okay. Should I just play what this? You, right what here? you got? Yeah. Okay. This is called uh, P A C O I M A. Who's this by? This is by the who is this by Southland Gangster Click. Okay, so and what does this mean? To, what does this mean to you? Why do you like this funky is, music? Well I, well, I don't really like it that much. It's pretty good, but like um, when I first moved out to LA, uh-huh. I didn't have a place to stay. And my, do, you have, do you have any friends and stuff? No, but my friend just moved out. My uh, stand-up comic friend from Dallas had just moved out. Okay, so that was it. You guys were like mano a mano. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we stayed with his cousin. And the reason we were able to stay with him is because he had just got shot because he was in a gang. Holy yeah. shit. And he was in a wheelchair and needed people to take care of him. Motherfucker, this is cool. Dude, yeah, so we stayed there. And, um, There's something about the gangster wheelchair thing. I just love that. It's insane. It went from gangster, I, I mean, it went from wheelchair to cane. And now he doesn't have a cane anymore, but I think he should have stayed at Kane. Kane, Kane, Kane gangster cool, is the thing. It, oh, because he, he looks like a gay. He, his cousin looks like one of those like bald trollo uh, tattoos, eight one eight, and uh, all these zip codes. What on gang his, is he in? You know, uh, it was they Pacoima. Works Pacoima. like there's a bunch of different tiny gangs yeah. within Pacoima. Are they all the MA? Golita Street is what he was, but uh, Golita Street, yeah. And I think there's some kind of connection there to all these all these gangs are connected. Yeah. But, you know, I try to stay out of it, man. Yeah, as you should. Um, but this song, I remember he loved shit like this because he said he he wasn't into like mainstream rap because right. these guys were like actual gangsters that would like. So this is like get, like legit. Oh my god. Yeah, like legit. That's like, classic beat too. It is. Yeah. Still walking down vans in the city of Bacas. Everybody can't just see, but nobody can stop us. Jump in the Monte Carlo full of numbers. Holy shit, this is gang rap. For gang rap, scary gang rap. I'm a jack in the box around 10 o'clock. I spot some hood rats in the parking lot. They're looking tempting, my gas tank's empty. First one jumping out is my road dog lefty. 
What's up, bitch? And where the fuck you rolling? They said they had a fly party that the homies were throwing. Took a look at the list full of busters I hate. So I stopped out my pack, picked up the 12 inch. It's also kind of bad rap. Oh yeah, that's the thing. It's not that great, but it's almost like the gangsterness um, makes up kind of for that. They're like, yeah. my rap? Oh, I am a. Yeah, the rhymes are kind of like I'm making sure nobody stayed inside. Spanking him, blasting, see the shotgun. Been up in the left, he's popping fools as they run all the way to the floor. I put down the pedal, Mr. Joker in the back, loading up the heavy metal. Mr. Joker. It's a P. That's a gang sign. Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm moving my fingers into a P. Yeah. <laughs> I am A. Bitches always yeah. feeling cause I gang relate, but I'ma ride till I die in the A18. It's the only part I knew. I'm feeling it. B-A-C-O-I-M-A. Bitches always somebody cause I gang relate, but I'ma ride till I die in the A18. McCoyma, where the fuck is McCoyma? Yeah. McCoyma? It's um, McCoyma is like right above um, the um, do you want to turn this off? You can fade it. Fade it, fade it. Um. Yeah, that's fucking uh, cool though. Pacoima is near. It's off the five and the one eighteen. It's like north. Um, Pacoima is one of the cities. I always say if I'm doing a character, mm-hmm. I always say, "Yeah, I just drove her from Pacoima." <laughs> that's like, a perfect thing. Rancho to say. Cucamonga, uh, Rancho Mirage. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Temecula. Temecula is a good one. Yukaipa. Yukaipa? Yukaipa is way the fuck away. Is that made up? That's a Diamond real place. Bar? Diamond Bar is, if you want to say you're Shit. from someplace that people are like, what? Yeah, well, I grew up in Diamond Bar, and then we moved to Pacoima, yeah. and then we stayed in Fontana for a couple years, yeah. and then we're back down in Diamond Bar, and then we moved to uh, to Rancho Cucamonga, mm. and now we're in Riverside. Yeah. <laughs> may, go to, may retire in Barstow one day. Uh, yeah, too but, sure about you know, it. if we can save up enough, we're going to retire in Barstow. <laughs> That big double-decker McDonald's they got there is oh, that's nice. that's a good one. So this was in Pacoima. This you were staying in Pacoima. How far, how far drive is that from L.A.? It's like right there. It's like um, we can be there in five minutes. No, we here. can't. Dude, yeah, if you just go up the 170. Pacoima? Yeah, if you just go up the 170. It's San Fernando Valley. Dude, dog. Hold on. Let me Dude, look this I'm up, I'm telling dog. you, we are that close. Because it is 818. The media makes you feel like it's a world away, Johnny. The meat. Oh, dude, you're right. It's up there. That's right. It's, it's in your backyard, bro. It's in your backyard. Should I move to Pacoima? You should move to Pacoima. You would. You could be the mayor, man. I could get some badass real estate. Be in like, Pacoima, I'm gonna dude. straighten up this town. See, We're gonna have more drugs. That's Pacoima right there. When I think of a place like that, that's Valley shit. Yeah. Listeners, we're looking at a picture. Of a sun-bleached concrete area with sort of this <laughs> certain color of red iron fence and... Fences, big. Just, just very bleak. Front yard fences. Um, Front yeah. yard fences, you gotta have that shit. I lived there for like a long time. How long? Um, shit, man. I lived 
like maybe like three or four years, I was living and I was getting shit. I remember I got we bought a zoo in Pacoima and it was How crazy. How you ever got out of there? Because you know like I loved why? it. Well, first off, it you was like still with the gangbanger cousin. No, but he turned it. He was he doesn't gangbang anymore. He's okay. cool. Yeah, he's super cool. But uh, and we ended up being like really good friends. But I, I stayed there and then I moved in with his grandma's house and it, like it was me and another comic and then two more comics moved in. Holy so it shit. became like a fun ass place, man. So you have rent like was the... so cheap. Rent was like four hundred bucks a month, dude. Split between all of us, it was like. Are you serious? You didn't pay any rent, basically. Dude, yeah, it was like nothing. A hundred dollars a month for four hundred. Oh, each of you paid four hundred. Yeah, it's still dirt. Oh, dude, it's dirt. And we were, you know, we could go to all the clubs and stuff, and uh, right here in L.A. That's crazy. It was a good little experience, you know? <laughs> the helicopter. It, it's so, it was like living in a movie of like. Because it was just crime. so much. There was so much crime up there? Yeah, dude. People are always getting shot. Shit is. Are you shit serious? goes down. Yeah. That to me, I don't know. Did you experience any of that growing up, did you? Yeah, I did actually. But in San Antonio, that's why we moved out of San Antonio. Because really? it was crazy. San Antonio was nuts. So would you say, I love saying these words because it's like my, one of my favorite things to say. Would you consider that you were ever. At risk? No, no, okay. not at all. My, I just love saying this. Yeah, um, we're working with at risk. You? <laughs> He's at risk. Yeah. Something at might risk fall for on him. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're at risk. These are at risk yeah. youth. A car could hit him. Who knows? I always think of at risk youth as. I mean, in my mind, at risk means at risk of joining a gang, right? Yeah. Right. So or, you never felt. Is like that you're what at, it is? It is right. I think. I think basically it's what it's saying. It's basically uh-huh. like these kids are at risk of turning to the dark side because. They don't have enough education or maybe financial stability to be able to do things the straight way. So they got to fucking earn money or do their pull themselves up through means of like illegal means or like joining a gang. I get that. I think that's what it is. Because it totally makes sense. Their stories, it's always like, yeah, they're kind of like. It's like, I didn't have any choice. I didn't want to join the gang, but I also didn't have any fucking money, and these guys are pressuring me all the time. They're living around here. As their friends, those guys shot my Mm. brother or something. So it's kind of like, what am I going to do? But you Uh, weren't at risk. No way. I never had to deal with that. I never. My my older brother had to, and that's why we left. And then um, He was at risk. Yeah, he was at risk, I guess. So what was he at (laughs) risk? I guess he was at risk. Um, What was he at risk of, of, of joining a gang? Um, no, of like, cause he, he was like this, cause we're half brothers. Like okay. I'm the Mexican, I'm half Mexican and he's like full white. Is your dad Mexican or mom Mexican? My dad's Mexican. Yeah. And, um, he was like, I don't know. People just wanted to kick his ass all the time. And so uh, she was at risk of it in his ass beat. Not yeah. of like, not no. turning to the, to the was, streets. <laughs> no, it's kind of like the, yeah, the pussy version of at risk. Damn. He's at risk of the at risk kids. So the at risk kids, I see you're saying the at riskers. Took a, took a, they didn't like him. No, they took a non-liking to him. So much, guys had to get out of Dodge. He had to get out of Dodge, and, you know, we left. We went to a little, we went to the Austin kind of area, New Braunfels. It was this place outside Austin, and it was really, really nice. Great Mm -hmm. place growing up, Super mellow. Super mellow. Water park. At a season pass to Schlitterbahn. Schlitterbahn. Everything was German and shit. Yeah, it was fucking German down there. Yeah. Isn't Isn't that the birth, the reason we have barbecue? Probably or or uh, people freak out. Germans freak out that uh, Mexicans stole their polka music. You know, they, just, lot, they was, freak out about it. Yeah, there was like some old German dudes um, that were saying that were all about that down in Braunfels. Like all about playing polka. 
Yeah, well, they were all about and saying that like um, the they Mexican stole this music. music from us. Yes, because the uh, what is that thing that they an accordion? The accordion, yeah. yeah, the accordion and shit. Dude, we should play some of that shit. Oh yeah, Look, pass that cable to me. I want to play a little bit of fucking. Um, you want some of this? I want to play some of that stuff. That's something I think a lot of people don't realize is that. I mean, you know it obviously, but a lot of people don't realize that fucking. Polka and uh, Mexican music. It's, it's, it's pr- I'm saying Mexican music. It's probably like called something else. I always call it. Uh, my my first roommate in L. A. was a Mexican guy named Miguel, mm-hmm. and he used to call it Vato music. Vato but think, music. But I think that's him calling it that because he's like second generation. So it's like you have to say um, no, mama's way. Mm. You ever heard that saying? It's a Mexican. Or it's not Mexican. Yeah, that's Spanish. Like, quit Spanish fucking around, kinda. Yeah. No, he always told me if you ever get in a situation where you're getting like hassled by a bunch of cholo dudes, that's some, I, I'll, I'll say cholo now, I'll throw it around, people will bristle. Because like evidently that word is no, not. No, you can say cholo. Well, uh, there's you people, can't say that? There's a lot of people, there's a lot of like NPR listener style people who are like, oh, I don't know <laughs> about that. Oh, that made my stomach hurt. Because to me, a cholo is like a, it's like a gangster dude, or maybe like not a gangster dude, but so much as like a. I don't know how to say the it. The like, bald head, uh, it's a description. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a, uh, yeah, bald head. Some of the coolest, um, funniest dudes I've known have Cholo dudes. Yeah, Cholos, Like, man. oh, what's up, bro? You know, I like that. That's fucking cool. You like this shit right here? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's fucking wild, dog. Check this out, all right? <laughs> like, that kind of shit. I fucking, when I first moved here, I was just, I had never experienced that ever because I'd never lived in a place that was majority Hispanic like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Where are you from? Uh, you're Min- from, like, from Minnesota. Dude. That's right. <laughs> like, there's, okay. there's... I was like, you're from a very Hispanic diverse. Yeah. Re- oh, yeah. And even in Florida, too. In Florida, it's, I went to college in Florida, and that's Cubans, and Cubans don't talk like that. Wow. They don't act like that or talk like that. It's a totally different thing. There's like fucking Cuban Republicans. Like oh, hardcore... yeah. Marco Rubio, right? Yeah. Or not him. Wait, yeah, him. Yeah, he's Cuban Republican. Okay. And he's just one of many. But that that whole... Oh, I'm getting all these clicks here. What is this shit? Clicks? You're getting click pops here. I'm getting some clicks in my right ear. Are you getting them? No, I, oh, I had them. Not anymore. TMJ, right? TMJ? Yeah. But all that stuff. All that, like, kind of... Um, I'm trying to think what I'm even getting at. It's just the... the oh, yeah. The, the thing he said, like, my, he said to me, if you ever get around a bunch of Cholo dudes who are giving you shit... Yeah. Just be like, no, mama's way. And they'll just all fall down laughing because some, <laughs> some white kid, some fucking They would laugh liar. if you said that, yeah. They oh, would, God, like, that would suck if it had the, if they laughed but still kicked your ass. That like. would definitely, that would that'd be a great scene in a movie. <laughs> Me like, trying to be like, you know, trying to be chill up in like Sun Valley. <laughs> and like I get rolled up on by some dudes and they, I'm like, no, mom, that's way. And they all fall out laughing and they fucking beat the shit out of me. Yeah, they kidnap you. That was so funny when say you said, again. no, mama's way. Hey, say it again, man. Say, say it again. <laughs> say, hey, Wero, say it again. It's blood. Okay. No, mama. I don't even know what to fucking put on for that. I don't know how to, what do I put in fucking polka? Type it, yeah, uh, polka, right? What's the other music that people would call it? They would call, he would call it, not Vato music, but he'd call it, um. Oh, um. Not bomb. What would you even call it? I, in Mexican. Tech. We got anyone in the studio knows what to call that style of music? Can we fly in a Mexican? Matt? Full Mexican? Yeah, we need a, we've got a half Mexican here. We need a full Mexican to tell or us. If we could fly in another half Mexican, then we'd have a full Mexican. I'm just going to type in Mexican polka and see what happens. Mexican polka. Mexican polka with that fucking beautiful, those, that brass. Oh, that brass. 
Okay, here we go. Here's one called the Tejano Boys, and this is Tejano Polka. These guys got cowboy hats on. There's going to be some brass. Here we go. Yeah, this is that. that. 24 hours a day. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm hungry. I want some queso. Some what? Queso. Oh, some queso. Some queso, man. That's Texas shit. God, I could go for a flour tortilla dipped in some butter right now. Do you ever listen to the version of this that has, like, sort of the modern version of it that has the keyboard, like, the very clearly digital instruments? Oh, what? No way. There's, like, there's this type of music. But you can tell the digital stuff, huh? Yeah, but it's got this stuff where you hear, well, you'll hear it. You'll hear it spill. I've heard it. My old neighbors in Frogtown. Like, lasery type music? Kind of. I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's, it's this sort of polka. Mm-hmm. It's a Mexican style, whatever you call this style of music. Mm-hmm. But you can hear those little, like the little, um, you can hear the automated digital keyboard drums that are being played. And the, oh. the fucking horns are super compressed and real like shiny. So they really oh. pop. It's almost. It's just a robot, huh? It's, it's almost a like a robot. It's like house music, but it's. That music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's some name yeah. for this shit. Oh. This is killing me. It, okay, I, yeah. I, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know what this is called. It's basically like this, but upgraded. Upgraded. And it's, it's like the next evolution of that. Yeah, it's upgraded. <laughs> the, the Pokemon evolution. You know what the fuck this is? The Tejano boys. Ran- you know what? I think it's called hmm. Ranchera music. Ranchera? How about that, huh? Ranchera? Sure. Is that it? Ranchera. Ranchera music. Here we go. This might be it. This might be it. I'm looking for some... I got some digital shit here. El Ritmo Sabrazón. This might be it. La guitarra y la mujer. Oh, boy. The, the woman is a, a guitar player and a mother. <laughs> you don't speak any Spanish, do you? No, I was just thinking that this morning. I got to learn a little bit. This isn't it. That's not what you're talking about. That's, that feels very hip right there. That feels fucking... I felt I like feel, a I Love Lucy episode. That feels nice. Like Ricky's Place. Yeah, or like you go to that... You ever go to El Mercado in East L.A.? No, what is that? It's this big market. It's fucking huge. It's like three stories. Oh, wow. And they have a section up there on the top where there's a restaurant. Yeah. And there are two... It's the kind of thing where... The first time I went to it, I couldn't believe this was real. Like, I couldn't believe you could just sit down for free and see, watch. How it is, it's so fucking big that they have two sections. They have um, two different bands. They're playing across from each other, but they have it set up so it's so fucking loud in each section that you can just hear that band. Even though they can visually, they can see each other. And it's like a uh, 10-piece mariachi band. And they're fucking playing loud. What do you do? Is it just you like sit there, a, you order food and you have some fucking whatever you want to have? You have some oh, Mexican so it's food. like a restaurant type of deal. Yeah, it's a restaurant. But it's on the top floor of El, Mer- El Mercado, which I think is accessible by the Gold Line. Oh, I don't, I don't do that shit, man. Well, I used to live downtown, so we'd go there all the goddamn yeah. time. I want to. I want to take it though, because my buddy just moved downtown, so I was gonna take that. Take that, dude. Take it. You want to hear some sounds? You want to meet some people? Take yeah. it. Take that line. 
sounds of the city. I still am interested about this guy you used to live with, this reformed gangster dude. Oh, yeah. To me, that's like, I don't know what it is about that stuff. Because, like, again, something where I didn't experience it until I moved here. So I just, I remember the first time I saw a person with a tattoo on their head, I couldn't fucking believe it. I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, that's like all the way, like, his friend, yeah, because he looked pretty gangster and he would have his friends that came over and they would all have, like, names, like, because you have your, you know how they have, like, like, pirate. That's pirate, eh? That's because uh-huh. he was lucky. Was his name lucky? Yeah, and then we kind of ironic. We would like as soon as he got shot because we were kind of like all freaking out because it could happen again, you know. Well, you, so you were there when he got shot? Or? No, I was there right after he got like shot. Like weeks? Yeah, and so we would drive around and like with him. Yeah, and we couldn't go to certain places. He's like, "Don't go to that gas station." God damn you it! No, that that place is hot. You know, it's yeah. like what the fuck, dude? This is insane. And then, but then we would like take him to church and stuff. Now he's like a hardcore religious man, like hardcore. Like, yeah, man, I'm man, Jesus. Catholic, know. right? No, um, not Catholic. Just really? Christian, like right? I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's a difference there, right? But yeah, I know he's not Catholic. Well, you I don't Catholic? think he's got. No, no, I was raised Jehovah's Witness. Oh shit! Yeah, that's pretty wild, right? When did you get out of that? Um, I just kind of quit going, kind of like. Uh, but that's the that's a know. weird religion. It's one of those ones that, uh, yeah, it's people call it that. <laughs> they call it because you don't, you can't take any medicine, right? Um, you can't take blood. That's what it is. It's just that. Yeah, you just can't take. What blood. What about the hardcore ones? No, it doesn't matter. What? What hardcore ones? I thought there was a uh, Jehovah's. Oh, Witnesses. hardcore Jehovah. No, you just can't no take Advil. blood. No. Okay. No, I've never I'm thinking heard of that. Christian Scientist. I think. That's crazy. No Advil. Christian no, Scientist. Uh, no medicine. Jehovah's Witness was like no birthdays and uh, the re- the uh, holidays thing. No birthdays. And How does that work? Yeah, well, you just don't do them. <laughs> you know, you just kind of like. Uh, was that well, how was that when you were growing up? Like, when did you first feel weird about that? Growing up, it kind of sucked because, like, you know, you always have like, uh, oh my god, it'd be like, you'd be, it'd be like around Christmas time, so you'd be doing this connect the dots with like a Christmas tree, and then mm-hmm. they would have to have like one for me that was like an apple. An apple? <laughs> a fucking apple. An apple is nothing like a Christmas tree. An apple, if you think about it, is more religious, too. That's true, I suppose, if you think about Yeah, if you think about the way back. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I had to, so, or, like, holiday parties, I would go to the library and stuff. And But now it's like I don't have to do, I don't have to, um, I don't care about getting presents stuff, but, like, now yeah. I have to do things for other people. Oh, so was that, was that your mom or your dad? Um, that was my mom. Your mom. Okay, yeah. so you pretty much were raised by your mom. Yeah, yeah. And so that's definitely. Just, that's so interesting. And how, how? I just don't. I guess I just crazy, don't bro. get that one. It was um, you know, it's it's I mean, basically I don't know like about it, really. I just knew one guy. Here's what it is. It's was, basically like Christianity, but like hardcore, like uh, like up to the very like taking kind of like literal like uh, is in you know how like holidays come from like pagan things some yeah. like a lot like. Christmas. Pretty much all of them. Yeah. Christmas, definitely. And it's it's that. It's like, hey, this comes from that, so don't do that. So what about and, the celebration some... of the birth of Jesus or something like that? Um, no, they don't do that because uh, they don't know when it was. Oh, there's so. no like, we're going to pick this day to use it? No, no. Um, like I know my, my dog's birthday is sometime in January. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. We just didn't uh, do that. But, but you weren't into it at all, were you? Um, I was a little bit. Yeah, I, I grew up. I mean, 
I don't. A lot of people come out like hating it and shit. Yeah. I was never like that just because I'm like, eh, you know, I didn't. It kept me out of trouble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, eh, yeah. You think, how did it keep you out of trouble? Um, I just was just a nerdy kid and isolated. So I, that's what I say. I'm like, oh, you mean like kept like... you out of trouble because it kept you. Wow, it just kept you isolated because it was like a weird thing to be Jehovah's Witness. I guess so. I was like isolated, and I like, I was just, I was a good kid. Like I was everything really affect. Like I didn't want to do anything bad. You right. know, like uh, oh no, let's not do that. You know, I was. Oh, that so kid. you were trying not to get in trouble? Yeah, it was very like, it, it, and it still has kept me in the line of like, oh, don't get in trouble, don't get in trouble. But you, when did you first start getting in trouble though? Because you must have gotten in trouble. You got oh, yeah. that look, dude. I know. Uh, pr- probably when I moved to New York. I, really? I was kind of like the beginning of a little bit of that. Getting in trouble like what? Not really getting in trouble. <laughs> just, just partying. Kind of like, you know, smoking weed. Yeah. Just random. What's, what trouble would be considered in like... High uh, school. Yeah, you know what I'm but saying? But now it's not because you're in control of yourself. Yeah. So you moved to New York before you moved to Pacoima. Yeah. That's crazy. So where did you live in New York then? Oh, man. I got so lucky. I Because uh, I was doing... The reason you I was up lucky? there... I was doing stand-up at the Improv in Dallas, mm-hmm. and Bill Bellamy was like, hey, you should do this uh, stand-up for diversity thing because right. you're Mexican. And I'm like, okay. Um, and so, like, I, I bought a um, plane ticket, a, a This buddy story pass. is great. You should tell me this whole story. You told me this once before, but it was so great. I okay. want people to hear it. it basically, I was like, um, stand-up diversity had already happened in Dallas, and the only one was in New York. And he's mm-hmm. like, I can get you a spot on it. Uh, you just got to be there. And so I bought this buddy pass for my friend who worked at Southwest Airlines. Uh-huh. And I went up there. My plan was to just go in, uh, do this spot. It was like at Caroline's. And then just come back home, you know, and spend the night at the airport. This was about 10 years ago? Uh, yeah, this was like 2008, okay. maybe. or uh, yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. Got it. And um, so anyway, I like... Wait, uh, so you're going to do the spot, stay the night at the airport, and then fly back? Yeah. But then I went, and then... Um, I did this first off. Bill Bay, oh man, he didn't even put me on the list where it was like for the night show. I had to audition during the day with a Holy bunch of people. Shit. Dude, and it was, in a, it was with a bunch of comics. I don't remember who else. I remember Esther Koo was there, but that was the mm-hmm. only one I remember. And like, it was just in front of everyone, and I did so bad. But then somehow I made it to the night show. Right. And then I killed the night show. That was that night. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then um, I How just. How long have you been doing stand up at this point? Uh, like four years. Got it. And, um, yeah, I had a really good set, and then, like, MTV came up, and the agent came up, and he was like— Afterwards, after the show. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he was like, you got to uh, gotta stay here. And I'm like, oh, I got no place to stay. He's like, well, you got to figure out how to go to New York you know, or how to move here. So I basically—I uh, had been opening for Jimmy Walker, and I called him, and I was like, man— This is that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I called him during that day because I was like, hey, man, I don't have any place to stay in New York. Do you know anyone I can hang out with? Uh-huh. He said, let me see what I can do. And he called his ex-girlfriend. And uh, she lived on the Upper West Side. And she used to do comedy, like, way back in the day, like, with right. Larry David and shit. And she, like, uh, she let me stay at her place. And then she just let me stay there that whole time. What well, whole time? This is just, So how did yeah. it go from being one night to staying there? Um, cause then I, I, st- I worked with MTV and I started doing these projects with them and I got, I got this pilot. But and, you're um, saying though, so it's the night that you do the show. Yeah. You're going to fly back and afterwards they're like, you should stay in New York. And so you just basically just were like, okay, I guess I will well, stay here cause you told me to. Some of them told, 
I was I was going to the subway the next morning, about mm-hmm. to get on the train, and that's when this agent calls me, and he's like, "You got to stay." And then I'm like, "Okay, well, I guess I have to stay now." So you had nothing. You just brought. You, you, no, I, I dude. He like brought like a this, backpack. Yeah, the agent actually ended up uh, buying me a bunch of t-shirts and that's uh, some clothes. Hilarious. But yeah, that was a trip. So that you was, didn't go back to Dallas. No, I just stayed. Where were you living in Dallas at this point? Uh, at my aunt's house, and so it was, was kind of like you weren't missing anything. No, I it was, dude. I love that time in life because it was like I had nothing. I was just like, well, which just, I kind of still do. I I can still like go places. I'm not like I don't have kids or anything. You can just like, leave whatever you have. Yeah, I had nothing, so it was awesome. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, I'll go to New York. Fuck yeah. So you just kind of you moved there by being there. You didn't actually move there. You're just kind of like, well, I'm here now. I guess I'm gonna stay as opposed to go home. Yeah. And that's how I was with L.A. too. When I can't, because I got really? a yeah, I auditioned for New York or for this pilot in New York, and uh-huh. I got it. And I didn't get the part, but they they flew me out to L.A. Flew- to test. To test, okay. And then I just stayed. <laughs> and how come you stayed? Uh, just because I, I was like, just L.A. You know, to be an actor. Right. Shit, there's more stuff. And you just were like, fuck it, I'll just leave all my stuff in New York because it's just a bunch of crap anyways. I didn't have anything in New York. Like, all I had, like, it was still, I never acquired things. I, like, have, just now got stuff. You're like <laughs> you a know? real Buddhist. Uh, more like, I just, more like I just didn't want to deal with it, having to move things. Because, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know. I, I guess, but I'm asked, I said that, I'm interested, interested in that because I feel like I have the opposite problem where I just, like, accumulate so much crap that I can't just leave behind. I feel like it's... Oh, I hate that shit, dude. I hate it too, and it's it's starting to get as I get older. It's wearing on me more and more. Where I like, I have to get rid of almost. I want to get rid of so much. I want to just have. You want to like go back to like just be like nothingness. Almost nothing. I want to have to where if it's if I have it, it's either really valuable or it's something where I don't give a shit about it. I don't know. It's the kind of thing where if I have it, it should be insurable. Yeah. So there's something counting for it. If it's not insurable, why do I have this thing? What about all this stuff? It's just like all it is is like. Uh, Are you gonna be like a dude with like one one plate? And I don't, like don't want to do that. One but knife. all that all that stuff is disposable. Like having like it plates. Is. And that's all just crap that you're just using for right now. It's temporary. It's not like anything special of mine. Yeah. Even all this stuff that even I have nostalgic connections to. It's like, that's nothing. Like, oh, I'm going to think back on something because of this fucking T-shirt I don't wear anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of shit where it's so, that kind of nostalgia, it's it's so anti-progressive in a way, you know? Like, it, it is. It, keeps, I always, it holds you down. That's so fun. Do you have little talks like that in your head and shit? Totally. I always have these weird, like, just sitting there like, what am I doing? Because the past is gone. It yeah, will never be back. It's fucking gone. Don't hold totally. on to it. <laughs> yeah. But I get I'm bad with it though. I I think I'm only recently started to realize just to be able to step outside myself and look at how cuz you you forget like your brain forgets that you have stuff cuz you see it all the time and you forget that oh there's all this stuff in here. Yeah. That I don't even look at or use or touch but it's taking up space and it's taking up space in my mind cuz it's something that I have possession of oh, that man. is just it's That's like some a, transcendental meditation. Uh, I guess so. Stuff. 
But I mean, I didn't. I don't know. Did I, you do that today? Did you meditate? I didn't meditate today, dude. I tried meditating. I'm so bad at it. Did you learn I, how to meditate? Nah, I got. I downloaded that app, and I don't what know app? if I'm doing it right. <laughs> that app? I, some meditation <laughs> app. Someone uh, just started a meditation app called That Meditation App. I would buy it. I'd be the first one. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, that meditation app, man. But right. I'm like, I because I'll hear. I don't know. I'm. I'm like, what? What am I? What am I looking for here? Like, yeah. what, what is? What am I going? Like, what's the? What's the goal here? Like, what? Am, what do you? What want? am I trying to attain in this meditation? Like, like I'm always like, am I doing it? Am I meditating now? Then I have oh, a moment where I'm like, okay, things are quiet. I'm kind of like, yeah. I, I don't know. Should I be feeling something? A special like, like, hey, I'm meditating right now. Hello, am I meditating? But then I'll be like, I can't be meditating because I'm thinking about meditating. Well, there's this, this, that's a big problem with meditation is people, people don't realize this. I don't know who started this and where it came from, but there's this idea that meditation is the removal of thought when it's not at all. Because you can't remove uh, what, what, what I was taught, I think I maybe read somewhere, is that the idea of removing thought meditation is like the idea of helping your heart by removing the blood. You don't you don't remove mm, the blood from your heart because your blood your heart is designed to pump blood. So why would you stop your heart to make it? It's it's, it's whole purpose is to go nonstop. Your heart never gets tired, and you strengthen your heart by exercising and doing stuff like that. So with meditation, the idea is that you don't remove your thoughts. You maybe slow them down or focus them. So you think wow. about the best one of the best metaphors is talks about how. You think about things like you're in a train and your thoughts are what you're looking at out the window. So let's say you see a person being murdered mm-hmm. uh, out the train window. See a person being murdered. And like, oh, my God, this person being murdered. The train's moving. Oh, my God, yeah. being murdered. Oh, my God, oh, my God. And eventually you get further enough away where you can't see that. And all you can do is be like, well, that that's not me. I don't know what that is. It's a thought that's passed me by. Oh, no. See, I would think, like, I got to call, I got to find a phone now and call the police. But you can't. Because, you know, it's just... But someone's dead. And they just... Did anyone else see it? Am I the only one? Maybe that's a bad... That's a fucking bad analogy. Someone's dying out there. Maybe it's something... Here I am, like, fuck that guy. I'm in a different... What if it's something Now I get you, man. Yeah, I guess the idea is just that the thoughts pass through and you can't judge them because to judge them is like unfair in the most pure sense. It's like you can't judge a thought because why would you? It's like judging it's judging something that you have no control over of. It's oh, like right. judge it's like judging the way your heart pumps blood again. It's like a thing where So you just step back and you're like, I'm gonna see that. Yeah, you, you just, look at it from an it objective angle. It's like it's like same as your dreams. You don't judge your dreams, right? If you have a dream about something, you don't mm-hmm. beat yourself up for having that dream, do you? No, you shouldn't no. feel because it's a dream. It's like, oh, my unconscious mind thought about this thing that is weird, and you wake up, oh, that was fucking weird. I thought about something maybe I wouldn't ever do or I'm embarrassed yeah. of, but you don't think about it. And basically, I think that's the way you're supposed to think about thoughts and meditation is the same way you think about them in dreams, where you sort of live in it and experience it, and maybe are really it's a really indulgent thing, but. It's like a vessel. It carries that thought away. So if you have a bad, that's why I think some of the best meditations are when you have some of the hardest to think about thoughts, stuff that's uncomfortable and hurts. Is if it's if it's bad, then mm-hmm. it's um, then it's good because it's exercising the thing out. 
Oh, okay. It's like when you. That's interesting. It's like sweating when you work out. Yeah. The more you sweat, the more the harder you're exercising your body. Oh man. When do you get to like move stuff with your mind? Um, what point does it. that come in? Um, I've been able to move um, my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Just with your mind? That's uh, crazy. I can do it. That's awesome. You're doing it, Peter. You're doing What's that from? You're doing it. Were you naked on stage the other day or something? Was I saw I? a video clip of you I dancing. I had my shirt off. You had your shirt off. <laughs> that and that's my new it. character, Chris Cum. Chris Cum. Chris Cum. He has live food reviews on Molly. Oh, that's yeah, good. Hi, Molly. That's good. Do you got another song you want to play that's made, that you thought about just now when we are talking about this deep shit? Oh, man, a song about this deep shit. Or anything, for that matter. Uh, I don't know. You know, I've got I got just some random stuff. You got I got some country on here too. Oh yes, that's we that we fucking we miss we missed the boat here. Uh, the the country. Well, yeah, because that's the thing we talked about the most when we were working on that pilot. That's right, because my grandma she was uh, she Jesus played fucking Christ, Bob Dustin. Wills band. Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> oh! I fucked up. Oh my god, I fucked up. Yep, this was a big. I was. <sighs> I could have said it in any moment, but I didn't. We'll have to do so. another one. We'll do another one. We'll, we'll edit that in. Um, so, right, Dustin, your grandmother was the bass player for Bob Wills and the Country Playboys and the Texas Playboys. Texas Playboys. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking bass player for one of the most. Pro- I would say. Western Arguably, swing music, yeah. I mean, that's one of if that's probably one of the most important bands in American history. Whoa, dude, she would love to dude, hear that. There's not a single living country musician or dead country musician. I mean, there's a song by Waylon Jennings called "Bob Wills is Still the King." That's yeah. a song. Bob Wills is still the king because Bob Wills influenced all those guys. Western swing is like, love it or hate it, it is the backbone of modern country. Yeah, that's what. Western swing, Western swing. It's just fucking crazy. So much, yeah. That's just like such a. I mean, I should ugh. look for one of those Western swing songs. Well, we can play that. In, we'll play that next. San Antonio Rose or something. Yeah, I got. I had some Dwight Yoakam on here. A little bit oh, of shit. Ain't that lonely yet? That's a good one, right? That's a little. Let's play it. Dwight Yoakam. Let's play it and we'll talk about it. This is real country. This, yeah, some Yoakam. I love that goat voice. Dude, he's a yodeler. Love that shit. This is sticking it to the woman, man. Is it? (laughs) Okay. my go-to drunk song, man. Is it? It's a good go-to drunk song, man. You're fucking hilarious. It's pretty okay. crazy. A spider in my bed. A spider in my bed. Got caught up in her web. Oh, 
That's good. That's, yeah, you hear that? That's good, that's good for a soul, man. Dwight Yoakam, one of my favorite actors. Oh, the best. <laughs> Jesus Christ, she can sing. That's from the uh, very best Dwight Yoko. Okay. <laughs> He's like Roy Orbison with teeth. Oh, you know he I mean? is. He's got uh, like that fucking nasty. He's got kind of a snarl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you see him. He always plays a bad guy, man. You know why? Why? I think he is a bad guy. Oh, like in real life? Not a bad guy like a like a killer. I just mean he is a... He's like a fucking shit kicker. Like he, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't talk about this, but I'm going to. I know someone who worked with them on a show. No, what? And he is, he said the guy is, he gets, I know some people who worked with him on a couple different things. He's very combative. Okay, I, I could see all, I could see this. Yeah. Yeah, couldn't he's, you? But he's an aggressive guy. He's one of those guys who like, it's kind of mercur- mercurial. Like, is, what's that, is that the word? When someone's kind of, you don't know. If they're happy or if, if you got on your good side or bad side, if all of a sudden oh. he goes like, "What the fuck are you talking about, Charles?" Oh, like you don't know, like You're this like, guy likes me. Then uh, it's like, I thought we were just joking about that. No, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh man, I'm fucking out of here, and then just leaves. Oh shit. Well, he's. Do- I, I always wonder that those dudes who are like um, really famous in a certain like he's this famous yeah. country star. He just sold out some arena, and now he's going to do this job. Some fucking PA coming up, Mister Yoakum. Here's your call. Get that shit out of my face. Yeah, I think it maybe is that that difference because if you're like a big performer like that, you get so it's such a big thing where you get so much from performing like that that when you have to step into this different. A uh, different set of um, what do you call it? Hierarchy. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't fucking jibe, and you can't handle it because you're you're fucking this person. Yeah. Also, I think it hurts if you're addicted to painkillers. Oh. I think addicting to painkillers kind of um, makes you irritable. <laughs> He's got that look. He doesn't have a. Certain yeah, I don't look. know if he is, but I think he might have maybe a little. Painkillers are one of those things. Just it's just those drugs in general. You can kind of tell like a pill head. I can tell when someone's on pills now. Yeah. Which I wasn't able to tell really before, but man, like you can just tell like an older person when an older person's on pills or something. They're like talking million miles a minute. You're like, yeah. whoa, what what is this? What's going on right here? There's also is this Adderall or like significant weight gain if you're doing all those all that <clears throat> other shit. Yeah, that's those opioids. Those are bad, man. But I had an aunt who got addicted to those. He did? Yeah. Was it your was she a country musician? No. <laughs> she did have a although it's so funny. My uh my grandma tried to make um her, the kids in a, uh become like a little duo. This is your grandma the bass player. <laughs> yeah. And they had this song I remember listening growing up. It was called Mommy, Can We Do the Dishes? <laughs> 
Holy shit. It's like shit. these little kids singing. Wait, is this recording? Yeah. How do, how, do you have it? God, let me look for it on YouTube. There's no way it's out there, though. There's, Mommy, this is, can this, we do the dishes? This is a, your grandma trying to make kids do chores with like a little song. Trying to make my mom and my aunt sing. That's fucking help. So your mom's mom, she grew up in Texas, and she grew up around all this stuff. She did, yeah. We grew up, I remember just growing up and going to all these like gigs and shit. Just like getting all these in a Western van. Swing yeah, gigs. these Western swing gigs. All these old men and just well, not really old men at the time, I guess. But like, um, it's very country, so country, man. It's super country. I have to play this here. Okay, this is the song I want to play of Bob Wills. This is like to me, this is the first song I heard of his that I really loved. Is this called? It's called Roly Poly. It's <laughs> Daddy, by Bob Wills. This is a great one. Yes. <laughs> This is an old one. Yeah. Ugh. This is one of the songs they always play when they do gigs now. Really? Still. Yeah. So you grew up hearing this stuff. It was just ordinary oh, yeah. to you. Totally, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that classic. This is a really old version of it. Because it's like this weird mix of swing and... Very nightclub-y at the time, like... What's the lyrics? Violin? Ah, uh, yeah. Roly-poly, eating corn and taters, hungry every minute of the day. Roly-poly, gnawing on a biscuit, as long as he can chew it, it's okay. Oh, my God. He can eat an apple pie and never eat... This song is problematic. Oh, dude, you should play Big Balls in Cowtown after this. Okay. <laughs> These songs do have that. Is that your grandma? No. Is she, she might be playing bass on here. I don't know. That's a heavy bass line. Bread and jelly 20 times a day. Oh my god. Roly poly eats a hearty dinner. It takes lots of strength to run and play. Yes, yes. Pulls up wheat and does the chores, and he runs both ways to all the stores. He works up an appetite that way. Roly poly. Daddy's a little fatty. Bet he's gonna be a man someday. Oh, now I got the guitar. Still guitar. Right there. Damn! Oh man, that makes me want to go to Cars Land. What's Cars? Oh, Cars Land and Disneyland. Yeah, that is the thing. That is like their theme, isn't it? It is. It is. It's that very like old school. Uh, it's that. Yeah, it's the that. happy motoring days of the fifties and the forties. <laughs> back when, 
a bra was a broad and a dame was a guy. And yeah. You could do what you wanted. And if she said something back talk, you just did it what you did. And that was how it was. And you could smoke everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> smoke was everywhere. The tobacco fields. We put tobacco in our cars mm-hmm. and just blast them through <laughs> a movie theater. Yeah. Just burn a bale of tobacco in a drive-in theater and everyone was oh, yeah. gassed out. Yeah, the girls with their skirts in there. That's fucking—I just still can't believe that. So you grew up on all yeah. that stuff. Do you have yeah. any memories of that that like stick out to you when you hear something like that or anything that's like— There were I mean, like so many, but like I, I, my, my grandma and all of her brothers, they had a band too. And that was cool because they're all dead now, but my grandma's the only one alive. She's still alive. Yeah, but they all had a Western swing band. And um, I remember just seeing them, just seeing all them. I was a little kid, but seeing all them together, that's a pretty good memory. But anything, any like experiences where you were with those folks and sort of like really felt, I don't know, something that's just... That, you remember that? Uh, I got that, uh, to play honky tonk on stage with them. One what do you time. mean? What to play honky tonk? That uh, honky tonk. That it was a really simple guitar riff. Oh, okay. But I remember I got to play with my grandma one time. How old were you? Uh, I was probably like fourteen or something. Really? Yeah. This is in this is in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. And it was a smoky bar, and that's why I think I. I, I Stand up is was such an easy transition, kind of right? into just being in smoke like the bars. I, uh, for some reason, man, I still. I just love bars. <laughs> I think it's because I love drinking too. But yeah. I think it's like also just this, just those Texas bars that you go in and you smell the tobacco and there's I don't know mm-hmm. what it is, man. The wooden walls and shit. Oh, it's like, definitely. I smell. I, if I walk by a bar and I smell that mixture of st- old stale beer. Yes, I love that, man. And the cleaning fluid. Oh yeah. I walked by a bar in North Hollywood the other day. I walked by and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> I just want to go in there. Yeah. There's no windows. Oh, go I in love that it. place and just fucking drink. Yeah. It's so hard for me not to do that. I can't drink that much because of my bowels, but I think, man, I would be. Do you drink every day, you feel like? No way. Not? I, I, I used to. I had yeah. to. I cut back. When did you time. cut back? Uh, last year, I would say. Was it like a reason Around or was it just kind of like. I'm too um, old for too, for these hangovers and stuff. A bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. the hangovers was a huge thing because mm-hmm. it's like, oh god, I, you can just feel it, man. I'm like 31, and I was like, I like my 20s are fucking awesome drinking wise. Yeah. But now it'll take me out for like a week, man. I'll just like it just hurts. It hurts I'll, yeah, in I'll a be way. all depressed and just it's yeah. all, it, I can it's a feel it physically, pain. mentally. Like yeah, it's weird. It's not a regular type of hangover at some point. No, yeah. It's it's very odd because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, man, what? And then, yeah, and then you start thinking, you're like, oh, man, well, I'm, I'm going to drink to get out of this now. Yeah, you <laughs> have to true. do that uh, chasing the dragon or whatever it's called. Yeah. Have to, well, ch- that's a different thing. But Oh, yeah. Isn't that heroin or something? Some, that's heroin. some mixture of the two hardest things in some certain order. Mm. If, if you know what it is, you know it from probably watching a movie. Yeah. And if you do know what it is from doing it, you probably aren't listening right now because <laughs> you're probably dead or doing something really cool because you know your life's coming to an end. That's what yeah. I think. Is there anything you want to talk about before we close the show, Dustin? What station is this airing on? This is airing on uh, WJSB 10-4. Oh, okay. It's America's own houseboat. I like that. Yeah. Where can people find you? I still think you got to do that fucking thing what? I was telling you about. You got to do some. You got to record like a five podcast series with your grandma. Yes, 
You, you were so it. right. I do have it. to fucking do that. Do it here. Steal this podcast. Do it. Steal this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll put kidding. it on this podcast. I'll just record an intro and say, this is Dustin Ibarra doing a podcast with his Let's grandma, who's a bass player. But yeah. You got to do it. I have to do that, yeah. Because, I mean, the story she's got, I just can't imagine. This, that stuff I just gets me. Dude, I have to, yeah. Thanks for reminding me of that, John. That's so like I don't have any grandparents. Like, My grandparents have all have been dead for over 10 years. You didn't, you didn't like, did you know them growing I up? I knew them, but yeah. it's a thing where, you know, it's a, the older I get, the more I wish I had grandparents because it's something where there definitely is. You ever seen that movie? This is the dumbest, uh, uh, what do you call it, analogy? You ever seen that movie Moana? Mo- Mo- Moana, no. it's the new Disney one. I haven't. Everyone tells me I look like that guy. Oh, I didn't. Th- I wasn't saying because of that, but I guess you kind of do. Uh, <laughs> holy shit, you do actually. And I didn't think about that. You look exactly like him, dude. I gotta do a bit like that on. I have yeah. to do. Hey guys, this is what I look like, Moana, right? As long as you do the the, the rock eyebrow thing, you got it. Oh, but the thing is, go. is that the the grandma in the story. It's about a little girl, but her grandma is that thing where grandparents are always. Just remember. They're your parents' parents, so they don't really give a shit about you in the way they give a shit about their kids. So it's like that thing where the grandparents are always kind of, um, they're kind of, they don't give a shit as much about you in the sense of anything, but um, they're more carefree, you know? Yeah. Because that, that the, the kids that, got it. Yeah, because they also, they've been through all, they know. Oh, everything's going to be fine. You don't have any idea. You're worried about small stuff. Yeah. Enjoy your life. Go d- be an idiot. Do some dancing and stuff because your parents are, don't realize that I know twice as much as they do and they're stressing out about something you're doing when really you're fine. Just follow your heart kind of thing. But the grandma on that, she's very carefree, kind of like real happy and smiling. Smi- just There's like a vibe to it that I feel like you I wanted wish. that kind of like I want oh, it now, not, uh, not when I'm a kid, you know. That's sad, Johnny. I'm sorry. Yeah. You want to well, come? I, I can tell gran- my grandma to hang out with you. Maybe That'd she can be on your podcast. That'd be Dude, fun. We could just knock it here. all out in one. She's she doesn't she, fly. That's what sucks. Yeah. She hates flying. Well, as she should. Because I mean, she was in a car accident. Okay. And now she won't fly because of a car accident. I don't know. Maybe if I ever go to Dallas. She would love that. Right? Should, she plays like every Friday. Out. We should, dude. We should we go. We should plan it. That's a cool thing. Oh man, we so should go to Texas. a Western Swing Festival because they have this one. Ooh, I'm getting the chills, bro. <laughs> it's pretty. I'm good. getting the chills. Do I smell a road trip? <laughs> I smell. I smell a road trip. I smell it. I, I trope. I trip a smoke pit. Okay, we're gonna do it. We're, we're promised to do it. You've been listening to Live to Tape with Jimmy Jackson and Dustin Ibarra here. On the television show the radio network. Is there anything you want to anything you want to plug or anything like that? No. Why I play this fucking silver chair song? Uh, <laughs> Kevin got canceled. The show I was on. Really? I think I kind of knew that. Yeah. But like I saw some tweet you had that I'm pretty sure was the tweet that says that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool though. I'm not freaking out. It's okay. But I would I would promote that. Okay. <laughs> If I, had, I would be, I would be promoting that. Right. But now I'm, I'm gonna promote my you got any uh, dates. Yeah, DustinyBarra.com. DustinyBarra.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening, Dustin. Want to say anything else? Nah, man. Thanks for having me, Johnny. It's great to be here. Goodbye. I'm playing this fucking silver chair song. I can't stop listening. It's so dumb. I just can't stop listening to this fucking song. 
remember Tuesday. It's such a Nirvana ripoff. Sounds like never mind. It does. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's a good show.